It's time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For more latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the go. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you very much for listening and downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long. Uh, yourtechlife.com is my regular website and podcast. And I'm joined by the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, Steve. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Mate, I'm very excited. Episode number one, we'll do this weekly. We're going to talk tech in the way that you and I love to. Absolutely, yes. This is exciting. Uh, we're happy to be here with you, mate, having a mag about tech and, uh, you know, two blokes just going over the best things that we the things that we love, technology. And the concept here is very simple, everyone. We want to just talk about technology that we like, technology that we think you'll like, uh, not in too much technical jargon. Um, you know, we, we enjoy a bit of a chat every now and then. We've done some Media Week podcasts together. We, uh, we're pretty much expert talkers in the end, aren't we? You do enough radio, I do enough radio. <laughs> That's right. Between That's the a good t- way to describe it. Right? Exactly. We're, we're talkers. So why, why not do a podcast talking tech? So stuck to talk about on this first episode. We'll talk iPad 2. We'll talk Vodafone. We'll talk PS3. We'll talk Group Buying. We'll try and talk a whole stack of stuff. But most importantly, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The iPad 2, now we've been waiting for this one for a long time. Uh, the iPad 2, the rumours have been swirling for a long time now, but there was pretty some solid evidence uh, overnight to say that, to suggest that the iPad's going to be announced uh, on March the 2nd. And they're saying, so week. So has there been a big invite? Because normally when Apple has one of those big events, there's a, you know, an invite goes out to a few journos and things like that, and it's a kind of an announcement. Has there been an announcement of a press conference yet? Not as yet, but I think uh, if March 2, and uh, you know, we're talking, the, the, the rumour came from some pretty reliable sources, namely uh, All Things D, which is a pretty respected blog, and also the New York Times. So, But the invite hasn't gone out yet. But uh, I think if Apple are going to make their move, if, if that is actually the date, I'd say some lucky journalist will have an invitation in their inbox overnight or in the next couple of days. I won't be one of them, as always. But, <laughs> but that's okay. I can't go. I just Every time I get one, I say to them, look, I'm very busy with my day job. I can't go. <laughs> I have been lucky enough to be invited on these trips. And, and I hope to, uh, if it is, there is an invitation to be had, I'm uh, hoping to have one. And but, what- you know, there's, uh, the rumours are that, this new device is going to have uh, a few extra features. So with with an announcement like this, because this isn't a new product now, this is an evolution. So this is kind of like an iPhone announcement now where it's kind of like, well, you know what we're announcing? Here's what's different. And so, Steve, put you on the, on the spot. What do you think is going to be different about the iPad 2? Well, if you can believe the rumours, I think... Uh, well, there is one, I think, that's a no-brainer. I think it's the front-facing camera. FaceTime. Uh, you know, it was they introduced FaceTime on the iPhone 4 last year, the iPod Touch. Uh, the, uh, even on the Mac, you can make FaceTime calls, and it's just natural. It's a no-brainer, natural progression. The iPad has to have a front-facing camera. That's yeah. number one. Yep. Possibly a rear-facing camera, too. 
Okay. I just don't I don't think the rear facing camera has any legs because front facing camera I get that they're pushing FaceTime, but rear facing I don't want to hold that thing up and take photos. <laughs> yeah, I I tend to agree with that. I I don't think it is uh probably that practical, but I'm saying they may even just throw it in just to give people the option. So that could be something to expect. But another thing I think to look out for, uh apparently it's gonna have a bit of a thinner, lighter design. Because so it is the heavy. The fact is going to change a little bit. And you don't think about a device that is actually quite light in, in the scheme of things. People say it's heavy, and it's the first thing nearly everyone has said from day one when they pick it up. It's heavy, and it feels that way, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. It's got a little bit of weight to it, but you know, I don't think it's sort of heavy, you know, noticeably heavy to, 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 for, really to, for that to be an issue with it. I don't think it's a deal breaker that it's a bit heavy, but uh, if you believe the rumours, it's going to be a little bit lighter. It's also mm. going to be a little bit thinner, but I think more importantly, it's going to be a bit faster. There mm. are, you know, all the tablets that are going to come out in Australia this year are all going to have dual-core processors, so I'm pretty sure the iPad's going to follow that path, so it's going to, it's going to add a little bit more zip to the operation. Do you think Apple are going to have their own dual-core processor then? Because they've got their own processor in, in their recent devices. So this That's would... right. That's right, they that. do produce their own silicon for some of their own devices. They did mm. it with the iPhone 4, the iPod Touch, and uh, I think that we can expect to see probably something along the same lines. So thinner, faster camera. What about the screen? There has been rumours about the screen. I don't think they're going to upgrade the screen to be retina display. I think it'll be well, too I expensive. think a retina display that size, it's going to add, I think, considerable cost. Okay, you know, it, the, the screen is pretty clear to begin with. Mm. You know, Fair enough, on an iPhone 4, smaller screen, the retina display is great. I think to to carry that off on a larger screen is going to add to co- to, to the cost of the device, and also can maybe may present a, an issue with developers, like trying to develop apps that are that are so rich in detail with that higher resolution screen, may be a bit of a problem. So I'd say that it won't be a, a, a retina display on it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't see I don't see the point to be honest. I think that my 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 big um, request that we haven't spoken about is battery life. Now it's a kind of a weird thing to request because it is so good already. It's a but great. It has great battery it's, life. It's amazing, but I just think that they will push the boundaries. I think they'll continue to push the speed, lightness, thinness, and battery boundaries because that's kind of their angle on the iPad originally. And and the interesting thing for me is that they're actually if this is their most competitive device. If you compare it to nearly all the tablets coming out, Samsung, Moto, whatever you're talking about, they're coming out at price points that are almost the same, if not worse, than the iPad. So Apple are, for the first time, competitive in a market. It's kind of weird, don't you think? This is true. No, that, that, that is a, that, that's something that hasn't gone, uh, that hasn't been missed by a lot of people, including myself. I think that, that you're right. I think the Motorola Zoom has just uh, been announced in the US. There, The pricing of it uh, places it, I think it around the seven ninety nine, five ninety nine around that mark, and it's, it is it is more expensive than the entry level uh, iPad. I think the iPad of a similar similar nature, the, the same specs is uh, I think slightly cheaper than the Motorola Zoom. So yeah, no, you're right on that one. The price was probably one of the best features. All right. Well, next week we'll know more. Uh, March the second, they say. So that's mid next week for us. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is two blokes talking tech and the iPad two next week, hopefully. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, uh, Vodafone. I, I thought their press release this week and the ensuing coverage was... Um, I thought it was very well done. I thought it's a bit late. But for the CEO to sit in front of a camera and say to their customers, we're sorry, we stuffed up, basically, it's a, it's a ballsy move. 
It is, I agree. Uh, you're right, it was a long time coming. Should have been sh- The apology should have been issued a long time ago, uh, and I think it may have even saved them a few customers. I know that there was uh, one, one uh, crafty uh, Vodafone user actually set up a website hmm. called Vodafail.com, which I'm sure you've seen. Yep. That really gave Vodafone users a chance to vent their spleen about the the issues they were having with the network. So, mm. you know, better late than never, I guess. Though, so it's uh, it does give some some sort of closure to the whole thing. But let's hope that they can keep the keep up the quality of the network. I've, I I put on my website uh, a letter that they'd sent to a colleague of mine, basically relinquishing him of his contract. But it was very clear: no liability. That they accept no liability, but you know, you're off your contract because mm-hmm. they've still got this huge court case hanging over their head. Some twenty. 2,000 people have joined a potential class action. So yep. I said earlier, they're leaking customers heavily and they will they will basically hemorrhage customers for a little bit longer. But all the they're talking about a billion dollars worth of network upgrades and all these kind of things. This is going to set them up for the future. And do you think there's any comparison, not in, the, in this circumstance generally, but to the network complaints people are having now, to the ones that people had about Telstra a few years ago uh, before NextG, and then suddenly NextG came and everyone... We all know it's fantastic. So do you think they're setting themselves up to actually have themselves a decent network which people will rave about? You'd like to ha- you'd like to think so. Well, you have got to remember Vodafone actually joined forces with Hutchison which which was ran which ran 3. Yep. So between them they had a lot of customers, you know, a, a larger network and I can't understand where where I understand where it all went wrong. Um unfortunately it did, but I think this, I think people, they need to look at this as an opportunity rather than as a problem, an opportunity to sort of improve their service and prove to their customers, the customers that they still got, hmm. to say, look, we're going to lift our game. Hopefully, you can stay along with the ride because, look, all networks have had problems. We've seen, you mentioned Telstra, Optus had their own woes as well, and they've, they've addressed those. So I think this is Vodafone's opportunity rather than being a problem. I think it's an opportunity for them to consolidate and hopefully keep their customers in the long term. It's a win for the consumers in the end. In a couple of years, we're going to have three amazingly strong networks. Um, I think what went wrong here was that um, the merger with three, uh, they, they basically concentrated too much on the merger and potentially in on saving sites and things, and they yep. forgot about actually keeping their customers happy. So I agree. Asleep at the wheel, Trev. Asleep at the wheel. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, uh, Trevor, well, I had a review of a product uh, on my website, a, a three-in-one PS3 remote control. Now, we all know the PlayStation 3, it's great for playing games, but it's also mm. very handy for performing a number of other tasks. You know, I've only just got into it, and I, I admit this on my regular show. I, I'm not a gamer at much at all, but I have loved the Formula 1 games, and Test Driver kindly got me back into it. Mm. Um, so I've only recently discovered on the PlayStation, A, that you could watch iView and kind of SBS and those kind of things, and B, that there's a whole whole lot more to it than just gaming. So Absolutely. what are the kind of things that you're going to be doing that this... So it's got a keyboard on it, yeah? Yes, it has, yeah. It's a, it's a, at first glance, it looks like just a, like a normal... DVD remote control right. with your traditional controls for play, pausing. So, you know, obviously the PlayStation 3 is a Blu-ray player, 3D Blu-ray player, I might add, mm. DVD player, 
So it's got all those functions, but it also does have a slide-up keyboard, so a full QWERTY keyboard for typing your messages or, you know, you can surf the web on the PlayStation 3, send messages to other members on the PlayStation network, so that full keyboard can come in very handy. Plus, it's also can be a classic game controller as well if you're playing those arcade games. Give uh, blokes our age, mate, a bit of that retro feel for the classic game controller there. But uh, it's available from Big W. It's sixty nine ninety five, and I-, I think it's if you do use your PS3 for more than just gaming, it's w- definitely worth a look. So if you've got the PS3 in the lounge room hooked up to the main TV and you're using it for kind of catch-up TVs and, and a bit of internet and all that kind of stuff, Bit of typing here and there. This is going to be perfect. It sort of sort of looks like handy. a remote control, doesn't it? Um, doesn't look like a gaming controller in the PS3 style, but the top of it no. looks like a game control because it's got the you know the cross, the triangle, the it's square, got the and four, the circle. The four, uh, directional keypad. Yeah, no, mm. you're right. Look, the P- the PS3 controller that comes in the box is really just designed for gaming, and it's great at that. But for, to use the PS3 in these other modes. It, it is it is a little bit clumsy using that the, the gaming controller, but this device really comes in handy. So, you know, I think sixty nine ninety five. I don't think it's uh, it's pretty good value. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Group buying, Trevor. Are you are you uh, one of these many Australians that are flocking to the group buying websites now? You know, if I see another Qdos or whatever the <laughs> hell it's called ad on Channel Nine, if I see another person tweet about how Groupon's coming to Australia, I just go, yeah, I'm not. I'm not across it. I, I, the well, thing I do love is Catch of the Day uh, bargains every day, and the, the Catch of the Day guys have a group buying thing. I think called Scoopon or something like that. Yeah, um, there's a stack of them in the market. Do you know why they, there are so many Kudo ads on Channel 9? Because they why? own it, don't they? Well, that's right. It's yeah. a p- partnership between 9, MSN and Microsoft. So we've got, uh, they're, they're, there's, uh, they've got an interest in it. And they're, they're just judging from a release I received last week, they lead the way. Group buying websites have taken off and uh, the, the whole category has grown by something like 400% in the last few months. So it's so definitely we- the, uh, the, uh, the way to buy... You know, strength in numbers, as they say. So if we go back a step, Groupon is a, is a name people will hear around because it's big in the States, but it's not big here because they haven't come out yet. But there's one, and someone in my chat room right now has just mentioned, ooh, like double-o.com.au. Um, there's Scoopon, there's Kudo. Yeah, there's there's and, Jump and, on it. Spreets, um, Living Social, and also I wrote I wrote on TechGuide.com.au about um, Deals Direct is now entering exactly. the uh, the group buying with uh, Deal Me, which which ha- has a few little subtle differences too. So if I look at Kudo because it's the only one I see all the time, uh, it appears to me that they have they've done a deal with, and this is it's different because it's not tech and it's just it's and it seems to be aimed at women. To be honest, there's a lot of mm-hmm. beauty products and stuff like that. Um, it seems to me that they've done a deal with a shop. Um, I don't know how it works. That shop pays or something, but essentially, you get an amazingly big deal on on this item, whether it's a beauty treatment or a TV or whatever it is. Yep. The question for me that's not clarified in those ads is: Do you does it have to reach a certain number of people before that offer is available? That's right. Some of them do. You, you, the people have to remember that this the group buying discount relies on the group. So if you take advantage of an offer, for example. Uh, on some websites, you have to wait until that offer reaches a certain number of customers before the deal goes live. Right. But other sites like DealMe, the new site from Deals Direct, actually doesn't require that. So there's no minimum number of purchases. The customer can take advantage of the deal straight away. They don't have to wait for everyone else to jump in and be build up the numbers. Another advantage, too, that you'll notice from these other sites that you can only take advantage of the deal in your state. So if you if you were to, to go to Kudo or those other group buying websites, yep. 
only the New South Wales deal comes up or whichever state you happen to be in. Yep. But with uh, Deal Me, it actually gives you access to the the deals around the whole of Australia, which in in I looked on there yesterday it included a deal. If you wonder if you were flying up to Queensland, for example, there's a, a cheap accommodation deal at some resort. So it gives you that advantage as well. I'm I'm just remembering now, Dell Swarm. That came out of like a good five months ago or something. Dell had this thing called Swarm, which is the same thing, isn't it? It's just a it's an item listed on their website and if enough people bid on it, um they'll they'll get the cheap price. I've got to be That's honest right. though, I've just gone to the website and it says more exciting offers coming to you in zero <laughs> days, zero hours. So I'm not even sure it's still happening. But the problem with having so many, that the advantage in America with Groupon is it's massive. And, yeah. and it dominates. Whereas over they here, they do have the numbers to back it up, don't they? Over here, we, we're just starting, and the, and because we've got this huge number of sites, the, the 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 groups aren't actually there. There's not enough of the groups to make the deals big enough. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out in terms of who who takes the lion's share. And obviously, Channel Nine have got into it with yeah. with Kudo. So it probably will find Yahoo Seven and, and the Seven Network jumping into one of them as well if they haven't already You'd expect so wouldn't you yeah i know kudo uh they, they attracted they attract like something like 900 nearly a million unique browsers a month which is which is more than three hundred thousand visitors more than the the nearest competitor so yeah. they've got the jump i think the ads on channel nine uh really help them yeah i think that's the case so uh well i guess it's a matter of look out for it if you're into saving big bucks uh look out for group buying sites um but be wary that in the end you've got to go with the swarm you got to well with the well, i say swarm you got to go with the groups don't you you got to go where the people are or you're not going to get the deals two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. mate i'm very very stressed i get very stressed at work <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. What's happening with Facebook and the amount of stress that people are under? It's a, it can be a stressful experience, apparently, Trevor. <laughs> the, the researchers in Edinburgh have uh, revealed that they've got there's Facebook-related anxiety. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to sort of have a look at Facebook just to see what everyone else is up to. Yeah. And I've got to say the blood pressure has never, ever gotten up to any kind of alarming level. But uh, some people uh, apparently are. They uh, The stress... It comes from a few things: the guilt of turning down friend requests and the pressure oh, can get that, to yeah. be entertaining to your friends. <laughs> I don't you have that pressure. Put on a song and dance. I don't have that pressure. I tell you, that's an interesting point. I've got problem. I never used to have any pending. I just approve everyone. I've got people in groups, and it's never really a problem because if I don't want people to see stuff, they're in special groups. And with the greatest respect to the people who I've not met in real life, I have a group of people who I've not met in real life. Um, who essentially aren't colleagues or anything like that, and they're in a different group, and I can... So if are I they want to stalkers, Trevor, or who are those people? I'm not suggesting what they're called, <laughs> but I can actually customise my, my updates so that those people don't see them. I don't do it a lot, but the thing that I... So I've... But I've stopped recently. I'm going, well, I don't actually really want you to be my friend, and I don't really know who you are, so I don't know why I will. So I've basically gone, you know what? Facebook is for mates, family, and people I get on with. Um, so, mate, you're there. That's okay? fair. You've, you've that made is a the fair cut, distinction. Right? Um, Twitter is for just complete inundation of information. I'm a ranter. I go crazy. I talk about anything. I don't I've do that on Facebook. I've actually noticed that, Trev. Yeah, it's, thanks. Uh, you're, pretty, you're a pretty active tweeter. I, that's great. It's I, all productive stuff there. I'm currently researching, um, and we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks, I'm researching um, influence scores on Twitter. There's some very powerful metrics going around about how do you determine who's influential and, and, and what sort of clout people have. on. It's very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So I use Twitter for just information pushing out and, and, and pulling it in. And LinkedIn, 
which is another social network. I use f- purely for professional um, relationships. I just, if I've got a relationship with someone, I've met them, I've got a business card, yeah. I put them on LinkedIn because it's like a contact book then. That's kind of the uh, the social network for professionals. Exactly. But so f- here's my Facebook stress, okay? I, and I don't know if your wife's on Facebook. I don't know if you, if you have close relationships with friends on <laughs> Facebook. But I'll be honest. A lot of our communication with friends and family is on Facebook. Uh, I have a lot of cousins in my True. family. Same. And Same to be honest, me. I don't keep up with them much. And so when mm. we make an announcement, it's pretty much Facebook. All right? I'm not ringing all my cousins. Yeah. I'm ringing I'm my mum. I actually had a birthday recently, and I got. Well, it was very nice to see that all the messages come through wishing me a happy birthday on Facebook, including from my, my family, not my immediate family, they could, who saw me on the day, but my cousins and people that live, you know, I've got relatives living in Malta that they, they sent their best wishes, and that's a terrific, the terrific side of Facebook, I think. But, well, uh, yeah, let I me haven't give been you, stressed, though, Trevor. Let me oh, give you this challenge. I'll give you this challenge next year. Before your birthday, remove your birthday from Facebook. <laughs> okay, I rem- I remember. He, 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 that's exactly right. I removed my Facebook. birthday from Facebook, and do you know how many people wished me happy birthday last year? Bugger Your all. Immediate family. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think just- that's one of its best uses, I've got to say. <laughs> it's for remembering people's birthdays, exactly. including just- your family or your wife's if you if you happen to be forgetful. That's why my wife has a diary, okay, to keep, keep a track. And that's why I got married on New Year's Eve. I'll never forget it, okay? <laughs> But here's, You'll never forget that one. Exactly. Facebook stress. Here, There is Facebook stress when you've got an announcement to make. Do we make it now? Have we told enough people? Is anyone going to be upset by this announcement that we should have told in person? That's where there can be Facebook yeah. stress. I think you've got to draw the line, though, Trevor, making certain announcements on Facebook. Do you announce if you... If your wife's expecting on Facebook, like we, I think there has to be some kind of etiquette there. Well, like you got to obviously you got to tell your immediate family in person. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't like to know that your brother or your sister is having a baby. This is the point. Family on Facebook. You got to worry about that. You got to, you do have to worry. And that, you, that kind of is a bit of a stress then. Exactly. So my brother-in-law got married. In, sorry, engaged today. He's on holiday in Fiji, uh, and he he told his brother and sister and his mum and his dad. And then he popped the question on holiday, and they both went on Facebook and said, "You know, I'm engaged." Fantastic way to announce it because they're total. What do I? What's the newest generation? Generation Z or something? They're very yep. young, and so their their mates are all on Facebook. So it's pretty full on um, in terms of making announcements. But anyway, I I agree yep. there can be Facebook stress. Is my bottom line. But yeah, I think we but should. What all... I found what I found really interesting in this story about the Facebook stress is that another cause of stress was they were too scared to stop going on Facebook because they were worried they're going to miss out on all the goss and exactly. all, all, the, all the social activity. So they're, so they're kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't. And then you run into someone and they say, but didn't you know? And they didn't say, you know? no. And that is stressful. It's all I very think I'm being stressed now. No. I've got to get back on Facebook. Ah, very stressful, mate. <laughs> well, one thing you won't find stressful is Sony's new announcement, their Music Unlimited announcement. Now, this is, it's called, code name is Curiosity. Now, I need to spell that because it <laughs> begins with a Q. It's never a good Q- thing when you've got to spell the name of something, I reckon. <laughs> Q-R-I-O-C-I-T-Y is Sony's new new development. It's a cloud-based initiative. Now, for those who don't know what the cloud is, it's not those things that blow above our head during the day. It's actually <laughs> another name for storage on the internet. Exactly. So Sony have launched this new service which allows people to stream music, 
through their compatible Sony products like the PlayStation 3, their network-connected Bravia, uh, and other devices like that, their Vio, PCs. Their new phone, so, maybe? The, the new new mobile Android-powered Sony Ericsson devices as well. Blu-ray disc players, it'll work through. You know, these are all network-connected devices. So, yep. you know, music streaming, what do you think of that? I don't get it. I've got to be honest. Um, I want my library in my home. I want to I want to physically have it sitting there so that I can pick it up and take it somewhere. Um, so you're still a CD man, Trevor. No, I have a network storage device, okay. and I could theoretically pick it up and take it to a mate's place and play all my music at a party. Because I own the music. Sure. But then, yeah. okay, the argument Sony would make, is it not that I could use my login at my mate's place to stream the music? Yeah, but you've got to hope they've got a Bravia or a PlayStation 3. Here's, that's the trick. So how does it work? What do I pay? Do I pay per download like I do on iTunes? I'm paying, no, what, no, a you buck pay, 69? you pay a monthly fee. I think there's, there's a basic uh, uh, plan where it's $4.99 a month and a premium plan where it's $12.99 a month. Now, with the basic... All you get is a selection of some channels that you can hear. It's basically like your own personalized radio station. You can approve and disapprove songs, and may, over time, it gets used to your music taste. So, But with the premium subscription, you can actually play any song on demand and create your own playlists as well. Right. So. You know, it's uh, you know, I think it's on paper, it's a great idea. But I'm a bit like you. I'm a bit of a download to own man, and mm. I, I like to sort of have my stuff wherever I want. And you know, uh, you know, this would be good in in a way maybe to discover new music. Yep. Uh, and that's to, an excellent point. Pay a subscription yeah. to find music, perhaps uh, you, a low level entry point uh, to find music, and then you buy it. See, they've removed DRM, so you can you can keep and save and use your your mu- iTunes music on or Big Pond music, whatever it is, right. on any device. So I, th- here's the thing that worries me. You're, do you remember when you first had a mobile phone? You're paying 500 bucks a month for it sometimes. <laughs> the, the cost of things change, and, and there's no control over that. So how much is this thing going to cost in five years? Because is the cost going to go yeah. up? Yes. Well, yeah, you've got to wonder, like, the, you know, not, not having that, that sort of that mentality of we, we were trained up with iTunes, you know, download, you buy, pay a fee, download a song, it's yours, play it on any device. But... This whole streaming service is unlimited service. I think. Do you remember? Cast your mind back to what Nokia tried with comes with music. Do you remember that service? Yeah, you know, they've you been very successful Nokia well, lately. <laughs> you know, I don't think that it's. Uh, I struggle to find a comes with music device nowadays. It's exactly. um, on paper again, great idea, but the whole concept obviously didn't work. So I think it's it's people. I think like to know what they're getting up front. Kind of like that sort of cap plan mentality. We we want to we pay X amount. We know we're going to get this. So. I don't know. This is, like I said, a great idea on paper, but I think you know maybe trying the basic, the four ninety nine a month. You know, that you get your own yep. little channels to listen to. Could lead to some some interesting music discovery, and and then you just got to hope that you hear some of your favourite music, which you can over time hone it to sort of to your taste. So yeah, yeah. my advice: GrooveShark dot com. Wonderful website. It's it's a flash based website, and this well, I've got a mate, and we catch up maybe once every three months, and we sit down. Frankly, we have a few drinks, and we sit there with a laptop. We just listen to music, sing along, have a chat. It's good, you know, just relaxed stuff. Don't need to take the iTunes library with me. We just type a song, and it comes up. You save the playlist for next time. I, I don't look. I've got to be honest. I don't know how it works. It sounds illegal to me, but essentially, <laughs> it allows me to to browse music. And you know what? Because I am a good, law-abiding citizen, I then buy what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I listen to stuff I like, and then I buy it. So there are websites out there. There's a heap of them in the UK. There's there's licensing rights everywhere around the world for these things. But 
Look, I think it's a great initiative, but they've got to have the full library. I mean, the yeah. iTunes has shown that. They've only just got the Beatles for crying out loud. So <laughs> you've got yeah, to well, have the full library if you want it to work. Music Unlimited's already been launched in the UK, actually, and, and Ireland and across Europe. And, and it was no, we were launched, actually, in Australia. It was launched in Australia and New Zealand the same day as in the US. So it'd be interesting to see how they take, uh, they embrace it over there. They've obviously got a lot more people to, to uh, experience it over there than we have. But, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to sort of try it before you buy it kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it, it's, got, it's got a potential. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to see if you're going to get your money's worth, I suppose. Memo to Sony. It's a stupid name. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Hey, Steve, I told you when we had the idea for this show that we could talk underwater. I did yes, tell you that, didn't I? We can. Can I also say one other thing, Trevor? Yeah, that the, when we came up with the idea for this podcast, yeah. the name, the original names we came up with were pretty lame. Do you lame. remember that? We were going to call it week. Tech Week, Tech Net Week, Tech Day, whatever it was. And, yeah. and I think one of us, I think it was you or I, said, look, it's just going to be two blokes talking tech. And, exactly. and I think I said, that's it. That's it. That's, That's what it is. Name. If if it's not two blokes talking... Someone said to me tonight earlier, they said, oh, can can I be a guest on your show? I said, well, that'd be three blokes talking tech. Hello. <laughs> this is just me and you, no one else, and uh, <laughs> what you'll hear each and every week, and uh, hopefully we'll get the podcast out and available on iTunes every every Thursday. should be available. Uh, it's just me and you, mate, talking tech, uh, the news of the week, the gadgets of the week. Uh, the things that interest us, the opinions that we have, and if you don't like them, send us an email. Um, and the, the website is twoblokestalkingtech.com. Uh, you can do it with a TWO or a, the number two, doesn't matter. Um, there'll be contact details there for us. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, your website, Steve, is techguide.com.au. What will we find That's there it. every day and every week? Well, there's all the latest news and reviews and feature stories. Uh, try to keep up to date with all the tech developments uh, and also interactive buyer's guide to help people find the product that's right for them, uh, an instant expert section so you can understand what the hell we're talking about and, uh, you know, just uh, the place to get updated and educated, I like to tell people. And you'll find me at yourtechlife.com if you want to listen to my podcast, Talking Technology, Taking Calls, so you can get involved in that one, Taking Calls and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Stephen, thank you very much. That is thank Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.